Well, hello, America, and welcome, world, wherever you may be listening. This is the Robin Walters Show. God bless you all. we got so much to cover, as always. You know, I just saying, thinking as I was mentioning there, welcome, world, that we have our first listener from Ghana. I mean, I was just, uh, I was just amazed at the reach of programs generally, the technology. And so welcome, Ghana, to uh, Robin Walters Show. Uh, I hope you find some of this relevant, but I'd like to think that whatever the conversation is, whatever the dialogue or monologue, where the Word of God can fit in or does fit in any particular place and position is a worthwhile program because it has application anywhere and everywhere. So God bless you all. Uh, Remember that you can reach me at RobinWaltersShow at gmail.com, RobinWaltersShow at gmail.com, or the web's website, which is robinwalter.net, robinwalter.net. So uh, you can hear the program on the website. Special two-step process if you've got an iPhone that you're downloading to. Just pay attention to the instructions. But then again, you can, of course, uh, contact me, robinwaltershow at gmail.com, with questions, comments, criticisms, or contributions, if you are so inclined. Thank you so much. Okay, I have avoided commenting on the January 6th committee. Actually, it's it's actually better described as the January 6th farce or the January 6th sham or the January 6th charade or the January 6th kangaroo court. It's all of those things and more. But I had really nothing to add to it until today, and what I have to add is small, but it's meaningful. Because, I, as I've mentioned, I do not try to cover those things which have been handled well by, by Tucker Carlson or Sean Hannity on Fox. Although, I must say, before I move on here, that's about all of Fox I watch anymore. I'm down to very little Fox News. They are increasingly disappointing, and my primary TV news source is now Newsmax. And uh, they are far more reliable, in my opinion, and they're, and they're just gutsier. They cover the wide range of issues because Fox will never touch two things. It does not cover election fraud, and it will not cover anything homosexual. They don't have the guts. They don't have the cojones, no pun intended, but that's the situation. So uh, but to the January 6th farcical charade, uh, there's something I would like to put in here that that is of biblical significance that explains the whole thing. You know, when there's a Bible verse that capsules, encapsulates, I guess is the right word, the entire event, that is what's called spot on, on point. It's just the, the Bible speaks to these issues. And so going to this testimony of Cassidy Hutchinson, I thought what was interesting, just uh, Pulitzer-winning writer and reporter Glenn Greenwald 
who was just lambasting the modern media, he made this comment, and I thought that it was very, very good, and I'm going to quote him, but it goes to the point that I want to make here today. He said, as any lawyer will tell you, if the lawyer is honest, few things are less reliable than a proceeding with no adversarial component, end quote. Few things are less reliable than a proceeding with no adversarial component. As a lawyer, I can certainly attest to that. There are two sides to every argument. If no one is challenged on what they say, then guess what? They can say anything. The lies aren't questioned. The hearsay isn't questioned. January 6th committee is just a pack of lemmings so devoted to try to make sure Donald Trump doesn't return because they are scared to death of him. If he's really truly defeated, why are they going to these lengths? That's why somebody uh, could rise up like Ron DeSantis and just bite them in the rear. Trump has nothing to do with it. And, of course, we it's not as though we don't have any other problems for them to deal with. So I want to read this again, and then I want to go to the biblical passage that says what Greenwald is saying, but it sums up the entire charade in one verse. Again, Greenwald says, As any lawyer will tell you, if being honest, few things are less reliable than a proceeding with no adversarial component. So the Bible quote is Proverbs eighteen nineteen. The first one who pleadeth his case or cause seems right until his neighbor comes and examines him. The first one who pleadeth his cause or his case seemeth right until his neighbor comes and examine him. Examines him. What the scripture is saying is when you only have one side, that person always seems right. And then Mike Wallace, what a what a turd in the punch bowl he is, comes out and just talks how glowingly, how fabulous, how fabulous her testimony was, blah, blah, blah. What's well, not testimony if she can't be cross-examined? If there's no adversarial component, it means you can't cross-examine. If you can't cross-examine Cassidy Hutchinson, who's just, whose middle name is probably hearsay, Cassidy Hearsay Hutchinson, who was horrible, and then she's going over there and hugging, you know who, you saw it, Liz Cheney. So this, so if this, they're trying to act like a court. They are not a court, but they're trying to act like a court, issuing the subpoenas all over the place. So what would it be like if somebody on the witness stand testifies and then the prosecutor gets up and, and as that witness goes over and leaves the witness stand, hugs the witness? The judge would declare a mistrial in a heartbeat. But you see, that witness wouldn't be able to get off the stand and be hugged by the prosecutor because there's a defense attorney that will come along and examine that person because the first one that pleads their case or cause seems right until, that's the key word in the proverb, until his neighbor comes and examines him. In other words, until somebody with a different perspective cross-examines the person who pled their case first. Cassidy Hutchinson would be destroyed in a trial. 
Her name would never be seen again. All the fake tears and all that crap, Ola. But isn't that amazing? One Bible verse sums up the entire sham and charade. Okay, before I leave January 6th committee, though, I have to turn to my dear friends, heroes. I love these guys like you can't even imagine. I've been singing their praises long, long before they ever got popular. And those are the boys at the Babylon Bee. I love their... <laughs> satirical headline from yesterday, which I just got to read. I could no more memorize this. It says, the January 6th committee says Cassidy Hutchinson told them that she heard Mark Meadows say that a Secret Service agent's friend's cousin's husband once heard that one of Trump's other aides said that she thinks she heard him say he wanted to do an insurrection. End quote. So the Babylon Bee has a, what do we have here? Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine cases of hearsay all in one sentence. This, <laughs> I got to tell you, it just cracks me up when they, they satirically make fun of what should be obvious to others. It isn't until they take a jab. And their piece ends up with this comment at the end. Equally as funny. They go on to say, quote, The hearings are expected to heat up even more next week when the committee brings in Johnny Depp to testify according to sources close to Johnny Depp's agent's cleaning lady's great aunt. So... <laughs> Oh, you guys, you're cracking me up. Uh, you know what? We need them. We need them only because nobody else tells the truth. We need them because satire is an easy, quick way to puncture the left's bloviated opinion of itself and the thought that they own the world of communication. Oh, my. But in that same issue, just to give them more credibility yet, not that they need any, and you may want to check them out at BabylonB.com. They have an article called Compromise. Texas says abortion can remain legal, but the baby gets an AR-15 to defend himself. Oh, my gosh. And the last one, I'll let you read the rest for yourself. I only do this about once every three months that I, uh, <laughs> that I quote them. Um this one, this article, Trump smites rock with nine iron, causing it to spew forth cheap gasoline. Oh, you guys. Uh, anyway, all right. I'm sorry. I got to get back to serious. But the levity from the Babylon Bee is most appreciated. 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 Gosh, what's wrong with me here? So on to, or a quick random coverage of this different stories here. I'm going to be real quick with each of them. I mention them only because you likely have not seen them on the mainstream news. They aren't irrelevant. They just don't get news, much news. And I don't have much to go behind the pieces as they stand. But let's start with 40,000 National Guard are getting fired because they won't take the stupid vaccine, which I might add from the latest survey shows that the number of people who have died 
in the U.S. from the vaccine is now 750,000 people. Heart rate issues are 6.6%. Myocarditis that people don't die from. But we have more or less 5 million people who got the vaccine and are now unable to work. They're disabled, and, and the indication is that they will never go back to work. That's something. But you got 40,000 National Guard getting fired because they won't take the jab, the experimental jab, which if you had it, I feel sorry for you. Trust God that you drank poison and it won't harm you according to Scripture. I would encourage you to not get any booster. I mean, nobody's got any faith. Fauci has got COVID the second time now, and he said the the medication he took, Paxlovid or something like that, hasn't done crap. He's worse than ever. And honestly, I hate to say the guy kind of is reaping what he's sown. He has he has sown disaster, illness, injury, and death in the American public. And uh, maybe he's reaping just a small down payment on what he has sown. I'm not saying I'm glad at it. I'm just saying that's what Scripture says. You reap what you sow. So 40,000 National Guard are getting fired. People are leaving the military like you can't believe, the Army comes out and announces it is falling short of its recruitment goal by 40%. People don't want to get the vaccine. They don't want to hang around with a bunch of queers. They don't want to hang around with a bunch of uh, clingers like from mass transvestites, trannies in the military. They're not joining some woke, stupid organization like the Army, which can't could not win a war if it didn't have an opposition anymore. Maybe not. I was in it. I had a Marine tell me the other day who was about 25 years younger than I am. He's embarrassed. Actually, two Marines. Two Marines, they're partners friends of mine, they said, you know how the, the Marines are always heralded as being a lean, mean, killing machine. That was was true. Now it's gotten feminized, homosexualized, trannyized, wokeized. He made the comment, he said, as much as I would have held my head high, that the Marines for bravery, courage, strength, and just bold audacity on the field were greater than any other military service. He, he asked me then, well, when did, you, when did you get out? I said, I got out in the 70s. I'm an older guy. He said, the Army in the 70s was a better fighting force than the Marines are today. With an amen from his brother, who was also in the Marines, was. I can't say that for a fact. I'm just passing on what he said. It's gotten so wokeified. Now, are the Marines better than the Army today, maybe? Well, maybe they still are, but the Marines of today are not better than what the Army was 45 years ago. So take that for what it's worth. But this is how the Pentagon is planning to deal with a recruitment problem that they have caused, keeping in mind that under Donald Trump, these troops were proud they were brave. They were strong all across the branches. It wasn't wokeified, sissified, homified, trannyized. It wasn't any of those things. We didn't have any recruitment problems under Donald Trump. Now the Army is 
40% short of its recruitment goals, and this is what they are considering. They're considering using TikTok to attract and induct illegal immigrants to solve their recruitment problems. This is how bad it is. It is that bad. Well, this is kind of random, but uh, drug trafficking. I just got to get this out here. So the two guys, Jose Zendejas and Benito Madrigal, are arrested for getting caught with 150,000 fentanyl pills. They were somewhere in California. I don't know where they got arrested. So they arrested 150,000 fentanyl pills, which is enough to kill multiple millions of people. Crossed a no a Joe no brains Biden non-existent border anymore. Bringing the drugs in, and they are released from jail within a couple of days. A couple of days. Let's just go back to Mexico or wherever they come from. You see, all the people that are killed with fentanyl, those bodies are on Joe Biden's watch. The blood of every fentanyl death now, or a good portion of them, belongs to Joe Biden. Like all the people who died in the uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin uh, parade where the guy energized by Black Lives Matter because no black lives are uh, ever arrested with any consequence with all the violence that they committed and mowed down and killed those six people. Like the 12 that died in Afghanistan trying to get out of there. Like the deaths everywhere. That Joe Biden is responsible for the blood. It's dripping from him. The guy is, well... I don't need to go any further. Enough of that story. Now, we have talked about, many people talk about the consequences of the growth of government, which, of course, only can grow as we get, if we get smaller, is the only way government can grow. Government gets bigger, we get smaller. We get, government gets smaller, we get bigger, which is what's happening under this fabulous court at least six, five of them, some of the time, six on occasion, were whacking down the gross abuse and imperious, unconstitutional authority of the Environmental Protection Agency. Fabulous. The abortion decision. Fabulous. The uh, requirement that states now have to uh, issue, have to, not may, discretionarily, but have to issue concealed carry permits to people who pass reasonable law abiding uh, you know questionnaire you know they haven't been arrested for violent crimes they're not felons uh, they're not 14 years old you know reasonable things and of course California can't stand this and they're already finding a way to try to circumvent that Big brother is not like a big brother unless you had a big brother who absolutely hates you and wants to pound you into the turf. And I was reminded of this a couple weeks ago. I visited a party that uh, very near and dear to me who 
as a quadriplegic. And I went down there to to this to Florida to help him out, give his wife a break. Uh, he's been disabled for a little over a year, and for that individual, Alexa is is perfect. He can say, Alexa, turn on the TV. Alexa, turn off the TV. Turn on the lights. Turn off the lights. Alexa, turn the volume down. Turn it up. Change the channel. Give me this. Give me that. In fact, he put, give me the Robin Walter Show podcast. And it showed up. Bingo. Amazon.com. Now, I was, I was amazed. I'd never really seen it in action. But I had the sense that Alexa listens and records more stuff than we would want. So this party said to me, he said, you know, when I talk to my wife and we're looking at a new device or a product or service or something, and we're in the room where Alexa is on, he said, it's amazing. Because on my iPad the next day, I will start getting advertisements for the products and services we were discussing the day before. And I thought, oh, well, this does not surprise me. So first of all, just as a cautionary statement, if you're going to have sensitive conversations and you have Alexa, which I will never have. Well, maybe I would if I were in his case. But don't have that conversation in that room. And get away from your Samsung smart TV, which also records stuff and transmits it. Go outside if you want to talk to somebody about how much ammo you want, you need and for what guns and what guns you want to purchase and the leaflets you're going to pass out at the next Queer Pride Parade, which tells them that homosexuality is a sin and queer marriage is an abomination before God. I only say that because I prepared a pamphlet for a dear friend of mine who handed out hundreds of them at the Las Vegas Pride Parade a few years ago. But here's my concern. Uh, that goes even deeper than the alleged big brother. It's not alleged. I guess the big brother state that's growing. Is a story the other day that the artificial intelligence of the Alexa division, which what's that owned by Google, I think. I'm not actually sure. They are the last stages, the last and final stages of something that absolutely creeps me out. And that is that they will re- they will record the voices of people speaking in the room. I guess whether it's to Alexa or not, I guess whatever the voices are, certainly to those who are who are addressing Alexa, they certainly are recording not apparently just the content in some fashion, but the voice itself and the artificial intelligence is intended to and will or is at this point capable of replicating the voice of the person speaking or at the very least speaking to it. And why? So that at the the point in time when the person speaking in that room or speaking to Alexa dies they will have the opportunity to have Alexa respond to them in the voice of the dead person. Now, I don't know. This creeps me out. This is a technological form of necromancy. 
communicating with the dead, which doesn't really happen, but there's a sense that it does. Necromancy is the, is speaking with the dead. Well, I don't think that you can accept that Satan is clearly able to create the sense that you are, in fact, speaking with the dead. Does Satan have a, uh, a videotape, so to speak, of the entire life and words and comments of the person that you think that you're contacting? Sure. Can they conjure that up? You know, it brings up that whole scary situation with the witch at Endor when Saul goes to her to try to communicate with Samuel, who is dead, which is very interesting. I'd love to get into it. I can't and I won't. It's not the point here. But the the thing is, when a person will then go to Alexa and say, Alexa, uh, what do you think I should do uh, if I think my uh, mechanic, whatever, and my car place is ripping me off. Uh, uh, Alexa, what is the population of Rapid City, South Dakota, and its elevation? Just, Alexa, what, what if, what if, what if? And all you have speaking back to you is the simulated voice of the dead person that you knew very well, who creates the impression that you are actually not getting messages from Alexa. You are getting them from the other side. This is just creepy. But this is where we are. And if we're not there, we're, we're darn, darn close to it. Well, okay. One other quick little thing here to cover, and then we're going to get, uh, we're going to come back to the abortion issue from last week, which we covered in a special program. I hope you all had a, a chance to listen to the special program on abortion on Roe v. Wade. But the fact that Fauci has gotten sick twice now, worse after the medication, the boosters aren't doing jack, scrap, squat, diddly for Fauci. We got 750,000 people are dead and 5 million who can't work anymore because of the vaccines. And yet the FDA approves a vaccine for children three and four years old. They should be taken out the street and you know what? That they would do that to our children. Do not get a vaccine. I don't think anybody should get it, personally. Then the people who have had COVID, like myself, didn't get the shot. Statistics are absolutely, unequivocally clear. You are far, far better off having had COVID and never having had the jab than to have had it, to have gotten the shots, which are much more likely to predispose you to additional bouts of the Chinese virus manufactured in China. It might as well just say made in China right on the label. Well, anyway, don't do it. Do not have, I mean, if you, if there's any way you have any influence on maybe uh, your, your children who your, who have children, your grandchildren to not do that. You are potentially saving a young child's life. You are potentially saving uh, a particularly young ad- a boys 
from deathly myocarditis. You're saving young girls from the enormously, enormously greater prospect of uh, uterine cancer later in life and various birth defects. Miscarriages have gone through the roof for women who've taken the jab. Do not do it to yourself and uh, don't let others, to the extent that you have any authority or influence over them, do that. God has made you. God can keep you. This is not a real vaccine. It is a political weapon that is being used very effectively to bring the whole world under control. Don't go away. This is Robin Walter of the Robin Walter Show. We will be right back. The Robin Walter Show is a listener-supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age where big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to The Robin Walter Show. P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Or go to robinwalter.net and use PayPal. That's The Robin Walter Show. P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Or robinwalter.net and use PayPal. Thank you. I chased the sun on 101 somewhere around in tour. I lost the universal joint and I had to use my finger. This tall lady stopped and asked if I had plans for dinner. Said, no thanks, ma'am. Back home, we like the girls that sing soprano. Cause where I come from, it's cornbread and chicken. Where I come from, a lot of front porch sitting. Where I come from, trying to make a living. We are back. This is a Robin Walters show. Okay, we're on to the abortion portion. Yeah, you can't have the Roe v. Wade decision get flipped around without having additional comments, which I need to bring forth, some of which you may have heard. We're going to expand on some, but we're going to start with the utter panic of the left because something that they have tried desperately to mainstream as good and moral, and which some churches now call a healthy sin. That's right. I just read about one this morning. A church that's regarding it as a healthy sin. Well, come on. Jumbo shrimp, honest politician. You know, this is an oxymoron. I mean, what sin is healthy? Well, apparently this church is, is so afraid of a negative reaction from women, they won't say the truth, which means really you hate women. In fact, people say that uh, to be against abortion is to be against women. No. To be against abortion is actually to be for the 50% of the children who are murdered in the womb, which are girls. So I'm against a female holocaust in the womb, which is also a male holocaust. It's a holocaust in the womb. But you see... The the pushback, the violence, the violence is over the top. 
abortion was, according to Clinton's, was supposed to be safe, legal, and rare. Well, obviously, it is just nothing but mere birth control right now. The one, the one gal, I can't even think who she is. I forgot the name now, but pretty well known, who said she wants, she wants to get pregnant just so she can kill the child. Well, the left isn't crazy about letting that barbarianism go viral, but it did. But they they can't stop at any place along the downward path of abortion. Because if it's stopped, if it's stopped at the first trimester, that means that the second trimester and third trimester abortions would be murder. If you stopped at the second trimester, that means the third trimester abortion would be murder. If you stop at the time of birth, that means partial birth abortion would be murder. You see, they can't stop at any place along the way without being drawn into an indictment of their behavior and a conviction of their sin. It has to keep getting worse because if it stops, that means you've reached a limit Beyond this is immoral, and it gives the opportunity, the turning point, the U-turn, and the whole psychology and philosophy of what on earth have we been doing. So that's why I asked. It's the same with the queers. Was LG, non LGB, LGBTQ, LGBT, LGBTQ, RSGVUWXYZ, plus, 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 plus. You see, it has to keep getting worse, more demonic, more barbarian in the case of abortion. Because if you stop, if the train stops, if the pro-abort train stops, if the LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ train stops, then it can turn around and start going back. That's what they are deathly afraid of. It's why in Scripture it says that talk, speaks of those who not only do the sin, but they take pleasure in other people's sinning. Not only do they not speak the truth, but they do whatever they can to keep others from hearing the truth. You see, they keep pushing their sin onto others to cover their own sin, to try to assuage their conscience, which is under continuous indictment. I don't remember the name of the abortionist who said that he he was on the verge of committing suicide because... Uh, he couldn't have a he couldn't get a good night's sleep sleep without having a dream about sticking uh, needles into babies in the womb, ripping off one arm after another arm, and then ripping off the leg or the le- or another leg, or crushing the skull. All the ways by which the murder is com- is completed, the barbarianism is unbelievable. And yet, we have people that go to ridiculous, unbelievable extremes to somehow try to rationalize this. And I want to start this piece with CNN's uh, Christiane Amanpour. I don't really listen to this bag. I'm sorry. She is. A, she's just. Uh, she's a useless eater, as far as I'm concerned. I, really, I understand that that's borrowed from the Nazi days, but in this case, she really is. Unless she gets saved. She's got a program, but if she got saved and changed her mind, she'd get fired by CNN. But I hope she gets saved and she ends up on uh, CBN. How would that be? But she warned on TV the other day that the U.S. Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade ruling would result, I hope you're sitting down for this, it would result in the Taliban 
no longer respecting the United States. The elimination of Roe v. Wade will result in the Taliban no longer respecting the United States. You know, that would be like saying, for, for, for now on, you're not going to put air into tires. You, you're going to need to put in nitrogen because if we don't, the cost of watermelons in Nebraska and Massachusetts will go up. Huh? There's a, a term in law, a legal a Latin term called non sequitur. It means it does not follow. It's, it, makes, it makes no sense. There's no measure, rhyme, or reason to the connection between the, the points allegedly being made in a sentence or between sentences in consecutive order. It doesn't follow. Abortion has nothing to do with the Taliban respecting us or not, except in the very opposite way, maybe, than Amanpour. So what did, uh, what did the Muslims, uh, what do they do? Well, they don't abort. Did, first of all, I guess the point is, does a Taliban respect us for anything anyway? You see, if the Taliban does not respect us, which they don't, it is in part due to the fact that we do have abortion. Although kill the babies, women, and children of, of non-Muslims in a heartbeat, but within their own ranks, you don't commit abortion in the Islamic faith. Not within your own family. You do not do that. Any more than you have queers. Any more than you have queer marriage. Any more than you have boys wearing, wearing girls' clothing. Unless you want to take a swine, swan dive off a 10-story building. You see, the reason they call us the great Satan is because Islam, actually within in the context of certain civil rules, which we've had, no sodomy, no abortion, none of this crap, is more moral than the United States. So it's not a case of the Taliban respecting us at all. The fact of the matter is, if we abandon abortion, actually abandon it, which this decision does not do, that's when the Taliban actually might respect us. So let's move on to somebody else who um, I would say is equally as brain dead, but maybe worse, Gretchen Whitmer, not to be outdone by Amanpour's stupidity. It was on uh, the news the other day, and she said, the most important economic decision a woman makes in her lifetime is when and whether to have a child. First of all, that's a lie. Doesn't mean every woman. She, in Gretchen Whitmer's world, every woman is some high-profile corporate executive making $250,000 a year and is knocked out of the workforce because she has a child. First of all, no children knock anybody out of the workforce anymore, but she also assumes everybody runs around like she does, uh, getting over, maybe over getting, maybe getting overpaid, maybe not, who knows. But in any event, they're, they're successful from an economic standpoint. They're knocked out of the box because they have a child. The most important economic decision a woman makes in her lifetime is when and where and whether to have a child. Well, then I guess it would also be true of men, would it not? but she doesn't mention that. And this course decision threatens to rip that away from every woman in the country. 
And it's going to be up to the governors, and that's why this fight is so important. Gretchen, no brains, Whitmer. You lying, liar, 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 your pants suit's on fire. The court didn't take anything away. Nothing. The court did not rip away the right of abortion. All they took away, if there was anything, was nothing. They gave it back. They gave back federalism. If you don't know federalism, look it up in the dictionary. They reinstated federalism. This is up to the states. We're not taking it away. We're just saying that the decision belongs to someone else. If someone else wants to give you that right at the state level, then let them do so. That's up to them. Court didn't take it away. They gave back. They gave back states' rights. They gave back the voice of the people. They gave back federalism. Whitmer goes on to say, well, first of all, CNN... Uh, correspondent Jeff Zelini asked her, he said, well, does this issue, do you think, does it overtake other issues and other challenges? The headwinds that your party is facing? In other words, runaway illegal immigration, runaway inflation, runaway gas prices, runaway everything, because Joe has lost control out of, of absolutely everything. So he said, does this issue take away from, take away from um, does it give you, you know, give you something to, to fight back with politically, basically, I think is what he's saying. But she said, inflation's taken a toll. The cost of gas, the cost of groceries, it's tough. But I also know that you take away someone's ability to make their health care decision that only compounds the pain that families are going to feel, end quote. First of all, Gretchen, baby, the only person whose health care decision has been ripped away is the child who's been ripped out of the womb when you have abortion. That is the health care decision that someone doesn't have to make, and it's for themselves. The child has no say. Pro-choice? What a pile of crap. Child has no choice. And we know by all the young girls that this isn't about safe, legal, and rare. This is, this is about birth control. That's why they're upset. They might actually have to take control of their bodies. And we have seen, this is amazing, the fallout of this decision. I have read about various urologists who have cited in five days a 300 to 400% increase in men seeking vasectomies because they know that the girls are tagging uh, may not be able to get an abortion, and now they're faced with an economic consequence. I've often said the left is only concerned and only brought under control by virtue of a threat of a financial spanking. I'm not saying that this is confined to the left, but it does cause a measure of responsibility to grip everybody. The court didn't take anything away, Gretchen. She says this only compounds the pain that families are going to feel. No, it doesn't, because the only one who's ever felt any real pain is the baby in the womb who's executed.
you barbarian, Whitmer. You're an absolute barbarian. So, what do you do? What do I do? Uh, what's our next step? Well, as I mentioned last week, I'm going to start with some companies to begin boycotting because they are in the business of paying their employees. Some of these cases are newly configured health care plans, so-called, to make sure that they can execute their children. I'm looking for a sign here in Arizona that just says on the way to California, kill your children in California, not here. Obviously, I don't mean that in the literal sense, but other than to make the point, go to California to kill your child. California now has people talking about seceding again. Have at it. Get out of here. Don't let the screen door slap you in the fanny on the way out. You're not part of the solution. You're part of the problem. And now we would have the reason and basis by which to exclude products, services, all sorts of things, and influence from the state of California. So this is just a partial list. I'm going to run down. Some of them hit close to home because I have relationships with some of them, of which I now am going to begin to untangle because I do not want to benefit those that are in the business of subsidizing child sacrifice. Number one, in no particular order, and they aren't in any particular order here. J.P. Morgan. This is Chase Bank. The company told employees it would pay for their travel to states that allow legal abortions. We're going to pay for your travel. That isn't even a, that isn't even part of a health care plan, unless it, a health care plan that covers travel is for a serious medical necessities. That let's suppose there's a. Uh, you have a medical necessity, an urgent medical need, medical need, medical, that can only be taken care of by a team of doctors in South Dakota. So maybe they, they pay for your travel, maybe they don't. But it's a medical need, not a lifestyle choice, not the execution of children. It has nothing to do with any of that. Chase, you suck on that one. I have got to make some changes there. Citigroup. Jeez, that's my credit cards. Goldman Sachs. Meta Platforms, which is Facebook. Now, I don't have Facebook. I don't want it. Never will have it. It sucks. have no intention. All I did was get in fights with family members. Yelp. Well, <coughs> Yelp rhymes with help. I need I say more. Amazon. I don't do business with Amazon and haven't for some time Unless in an emergency situation or something, I can only get through them. And I've got to say something about Amazon as to their services. For about two years now, ever since I found out Amazon is clearly a leftist organization, hates Christianity, I will not get anything from them unless I can't get it from someplace else. So I'll go to... Walmart.com, I'll go to Costco.com, I'll go to some other place online, BarnesandNoble.com. I bought some maps from BarnesandNoble.com. Didn't want to get them from Amazon.com. Barnes and Noble cost me, I think, 22 cents more. Who gives a rip? But here is a tidbit for everyone. I cannot believe, with the exception of these maps I paid 22 or 23 cents more for, 
I'm having a hard time finding a product that Amazon sells that I cannot find cheaper elsewhere. From furnace filters at Walmart to you name it, from Costco, superior companies, cheaper prices. Amazon Prime, as far as I'm concerned, it rhymes with slime. I had it about four days, got free shipping, cancel it, don't want that company. Unless, unless, as I said, it's something I just cannot get conveniently another way. I do not want to feed the beast and have it go from an 800-pound gorilla to a 1,000-pound gorilla and have it run the commerce of the whole world because we know how leftist they are. What would be the first company in the entire world to be complicit with and require the mark of the beast to buy Amazon? Levi Strauss. Well, forget those suckers. I boycotted them back in 1997. That is, I, I've had a Levi Strauss boycott for 25 years when they came out and blasted the Boy Scouts because they wouldn't let queer and pervert, perverts run scout troops. And now the Boy Scouts marched in the queer pride parade in Seattle last year. You proud, Levi? No, I wouldn't use, I wouldn't use your jeans or any other product of yours other than to scrub Grease stains off my concrete driveway. Maybe they're not even good enough for that. But Levi are going to uh, cover abortion for part-time employees as well. They so love the slaughter of the unborn, they're going to make sure that everybody can go to California and kill their children. Microsoft. Well, <clears throat> I'm done with uh, Microsoft products, have been for some time. Apple isn't much better. We don't have a whole lot of choices. And see, this is one of the challenges. We don't always have uh, choices. Star Sucks, also known as Starbucks. Well, I hate coffee, so that's an easy one. But they are a horrible company. Going to cover uh, the cost of care, uh, cost of travel for the individual, and the whole stinking family gets to go celebrate the execution of the unborn child if it's more than 100 miles from their home. Netflix, never joined, never will, couldn't give a rat's rear end. MasterCard. See, we're running out of credit card companies, are we not? Well, I'm on the search. And when I find something, I will let you know. Kroger, the biggest grocer in the United States, providing travel benefits up to four grand to make sure that you can get the full range of, quote, reproductive health care services, including abortion. Well, reproductive care would be in vitro fertilization because you're trying to reproduce. Reproduction care would not and should not include that which has been reproduced and you're trying to unproduce. So knock off the lying crap, Kroger, and everybody else who uses that term. Uber, DoorDash, Lyft. Apparently, they all want to get paid to take you to the abortion clinic. Bank of America, they have sucked for a long time. I boycotted them the same year as I boycotted Levi Strauss, 1997, because they were on the queer, uh, the queer bandwagon, the uh, uh, that's the, the queer stagecoach on the way to Brokeback Mountain. They were on it. Deutsche Bank. 
American Express. I no longer have an American Express credit card. I can that one. Um, Macy's. Macy's is in there now, too. Well, I'm not going to. Uh, as I get more, I will pass them on. Um, well, there were just a couple more I had. Uh, Disney. Obviously, Disney goes without saying. I hope that company goes bankrupt and uh, they end up having to sell their entire asset pool, both in California and Florida, to the uh, Ark Encounter in Covington, Kentucky, and we turn it into a Christian theme park. How about that? Gucci doesn't really, no surprise there. But you know what? I'm not interested in Gucci. I'm not even interested in Gucci fakes and ripoffs. I got no use for it. So anyway, now to the next thing, and we're going to have to stop with this today, but people have asked, okay, so what states really truly automatically cannot have abortion right away? You see, a lot of states have trigger laws, which says that if Roe v. Wade goes down, once that that opinion is certified by the Supreme Court, which has not yet been certified, it's too late to change, but the certification process always takes a little bit of time that with either immediately or within 10 days or within 30 days, then the abortion is illegal in those states. But because those states have different ways by which people are going to challenge them, they're going to challenge those states on the basis of an alleged state law right of privacy. Now, the right of privacy at the state constitution doesn't mean a right to abortion. They never made that decision. The Supreme Court did in 1973, but this Supreme Court, they can't really rely on that because this Supreme Court has just said no. There is no right to abortion under the guise of a privacy right. So if they're going if, if to go on a precedent, they're going on a precedent that has been overruled. Understand that. But that doesn't mean that they won't try in states that are given over to the slaughter of the unborn they're going to find favorable judges by left-wing organizations. Some states are going to have their trigger laws ruled unconstitutional because they will implement the phony right of to slaughter under the guise of a right of privacy, which had never been before adjudicated under that particular state. So where is it safe for children? Absolutely safe. Cannot be undone. It's where states have it in their state constitution that abortion is illegal. You see, the state Supreme Courts in those states can't rule that their constitution violates their constitution. It can't be against your own, it can't be unconstitutional based on your constitution when it's your, your constitution that says what it says. Right now, we have four states, Alabama, Tennessee, Louisiana, and West Virginia that already have it in their constitution. Now, Kansas will be voting on making it constitutional in August, and Kentucky, which has a very strong trigger law, but which will be challenged, it is already on the ballot in Kentucky for November and every state office in Kentucky is all Republican, other than the governor. But every state office at all levels support the amendment. And the only publicized opposition to the constitutional amendment is, guess who? Planned Non-Parenthood. 
God bless you all. That's this week's up update. Remember, sit tall in the saddle, America, and throughout the world, wherever you're listening, you ride for the brand, the brand of Jesus Christ. We'll talk to you real soon.